the holidays mean disappointment. So give your friends and family the junk you can find in the stupid store at radradio.com. We got this uh, email from Feliciano. Hey, Feliciano. Hola. Brandon's from Mexican. Says, I want to say happy birthday to my maggot son in training, Prince, who turns 12 today. He's a great kid with a great heart who loves talking to everyone he meets. Oh. Good. No need to bring him to any of our events. Oh, stop it. I love you, Prince, and I hope 13 doesn't come anytime soon. Oh, happy, happy birthday. <laughs> now eat your f***ing cake. Happy, happy birthday or we'll punch you in the face. He'll still be talking, but what comes out of his mouth will be far more foul. <laughs> oh, no. Now, we got this note just a few moments ago. Our ID at radradio.com from Jimmy. Hey, Jimmy. Going to go out on a limb, say it was a voice to text that was not double-checked. Hey, Rob, we are Listen Live now. Give my boy a shot out. Edgardo at Unifirst. We are on the truck right now. That's not safe. All right. My yeah. God, what is Get going off. on? Movie Master. Master of Movies, I'm feeding you lies. Twisting your brain for a really cool prize. Action, adventure, sci-fi, comedy. Just take the film and you'll be supreme. You're a movie. Master! Movie Master! We got 30 days free on the membership site, RadTV, members.radradio.com, and you're qualified for one of the two grand prize drawings coming up on Friday, December 15th. Either the company party at Coconut Bowl at Wild Island in Sparks, Nevada for up to 50 people, complete with you choosing the catering, the taco bar, prime rib, whatever you want, $2,000 value, or a pair of second-row courtside seats, complete with access to the Lexus Lounge to see the Sacramento Kings, and the Detroit Pistons on February 7th. You have to choose once you win which of those drawings you want to be eligible for. First up is Janet. Good morning. Good morning. 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 Damn it, Janet. If you know the movie, you will win. If not, we will go to Alex. What up? What up? And Carrie, your color 20. Good morning, Rod. Good morning. We are looking for a 1992 comedy. Is my transportation here? Out in front, sir. A limousine and a pizza. What is that 1992 comedy that has nothing to do with Christmas? Is there transportation here? Out in front, sir. A limousine and a pizza. Janet. Home Alone 2? was the key. You had to know it was the second home alone. And how are we this morning? Fine. Is my transportation here? Out in front, sir. A limousine and a pizza. Compliments of the Plaza Hotel. But last night, I was simply checking the room to make sure everything was in order. Another chance for you to win and qualify coming up. We'll play Treble Trouble at 9 a.m. We have some entertainment news now. Overture, curtain and lights. It's time for earlier when we were talking sports, Taylor Swift cheered at Lambeau Field in Green Bay last night for her fifth NFL appearance to support her boyfriend, Travis Kelsey, woo, woo. and the Kansas City Chiefs, who lost. Oh, uh, Taylor was wearing a vibrant red Stella McCartney belted teddy coat that draped past her knees, a Cartier diamond and gold necklace Whoa. with a sleek black turtleneck, black miniskirt, black tights, and black thigh-high leather boots. Wow. All right, so very cash. She was spotted in her <laughs> in a suite sitting next to quarterback Patrick Mahomes' bitchy seat. See you next oh. Tuesday, wife, Brittany Mahomes. I don't think Ugh. it says that in the story. Uh, Taylor has been called the Chiefs' good luck charm, with the Chiefs winning the four games in which she was in attendance. But the swift streak ended yesterday, last night, with mm-hmm. Green Bay winning 27-17. to 
fans in the stadium were holding up signs that said, Go Taylor's Boyfriend. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Oh, my God. <laughs> Which, I mean, oh. how offensive is that? All those years you won the Super Bowl, but now you got a good luck charm. That's what he gets. That's what they get. Anyway, won one. Oh. Two, but only one. Oh, okay. right? I, I mean, two. They have two. Okay. Well, thank you for. Yeah, I Not just assumed all. they had more. And one than was one. against the Niners, and then the Eagles. So they have ah. two. It's just the one against the Niners. I don't like to remember. Oh, and so they do have two. Okay. They do have two. Yes, they have two. <laughs> Modern era. <laughs> uh, we have uh, an email uh, from uh, Phil for the uh, commissioner of the International Federation of Sportsmen. of the uh, rules are posted at radradio.com but if you have any questions i'm here to help uh, phil says i was born in 1993 and i grew up in reno my dad who's a mexican he felt the need to point that out aye, aye, aye. always watched soccer i guess that's why ah. so i was never introduced to a real sport like football until i was in middle school and the friend who introduced me to football introduced me to the philadelphia eagles this is back in 2005 Ever since then, I've been an Eagles fan. <laughs> How are you feeling this morning? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> My eight-year-old son is a diehard Eagles fan because I've introduced him to football. But just two years ago, his uncles did everything they could to turn him against me, buying him Raiders crap. Raiders! Does this mean that he has to be a Raiders fan? When he was young, he did choose the Raiders because his uncles washed his brain. <laughs> But now that he has a conscience and can agree with his dad, he chooses the Eagles. I've actually got pictures of him as a baby in a baby Eagles jersey. He knows so much about football at eight years old and knows a lot of players across the league. But like his daddy, he loves the Eagles. I just wanted to know if my backstory allows me and him as well to be an Eagles fan. Or have we been breaking the rules of the International Federation of Sports Fans? You're okay. You lucked out. You wrote just in time. Your kid's eight. So he is literally at the age of reason. Oh. So he gets to make this decision now. Prior to eight, you can wishy-washy, waffle all around because you're a dumb kid. He's a man now at eight years old. He's a man. And he has, according to you, he has chosen the Eagles because of his love for Papa. Therefore, the Eagles are his team. His uncles can go to hell. He has to eschew all sorts of uh, Raider fandom from here on out, and you and he can spend a lifetime rooting for the Eagles together. Well, and as he wrote in the email, if your uncles washed him, that doesn't have anything to do with anything. They'd have to brainwash him. Yes, that's all it said was they washed him, which is just a so good uncle thing. That's you know? wonderful. They gave yeah. him a bath. You're dirty, nephew, so we're going to wash you. <laughs> and, and all of this also because they're in Reno, a barren wasteland, so you can choose whatever team you want. Yeah, yeah. All right, back to the entertainment news. This stupid Golden Bachelor show is over finally. Uh, Oh, man. Uh, got huge ratings because uh, uh, I think we're just so bored as a country. I was going to, like, binge watch this one, but now all this stuff coming out, yeah. I don't know. After nine weeks, Indiana widower Jerry Turner, who's 72 and should just call it a day, no. dropped down to one knee for his proposal to Teresa during Thursday's After the Final Rose special that followed the season finale. All of this, as the show wraps up, as a bunch of controversy is coming out. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he came to the show looking for love. That was the story after losing his wife of 43 years, just one month after they moved into their dream retirement home. That's all true. It was the sweetest, well, saddest story. Yes. Like, they told the story, and you're like, oh, my God. You're, like, crying, and you want this poor man to find love. Uh, several of the other things, though, that we were told about Jerry were not at all true, according mm-hmm. to multiple new exposés. 
uh, from the Hollywood Reporter, TMZ, and more. First of all, he's described on the show as a retired restaurateur who hung up his career in 2006 at the age of 55. But the truth is, the last time he owned a restaurant was 1985. And he's had several jobs since then, and many came after his alleged retirement, like his gig as a maintenance man at a mental health center. So he's just lying about his career at this point. Oh, I just hate this so much. The way they painted him and his family. Oh. Another. And uh, and he allowed it because he knew. He's scamming everybody. Another claim Jerry made was that he hadn't dated in 45 years because he had been, you know, with his wine. Yes, that was the love of his life. That's not true. While he was working that maintenance gig, he met a woman who he dated for three years. The relationship started a month after his wife died. Oh and they, they broke up in 2019 because he told her she was too fat. She had gained 10 oh, pounds. He is such a good liar face. There he were was also, like the sweetest man is how he came across. That is how most liar faces do it. Yes. There were also two other women he dated before becoming the Golden Bachelor. So there you go. Whatever. Ugh, yeah. Just, I'm not even going to binge I, it. I, I, oh, well, that'll show him. <laughs> What show was this again? This stupid old man bachelor so, so, show. Yeah, they did a. You know, they have the bachelor. Yeah, they did the bachelorette. With old people? Yeah, they did a golden one. Yeah, mm-hmm. so it's it's this old man that got a pick. Oh, that's great. For a bunch of the women. I mean, I thought All it would right. be cute and sweet, and I was gonna binge watch it with my father-in-law with pops. He lives with us, but mm, never mind now. So when this guy got down on one knee to propose on the show, he was able to get back up. <laughs> now. As you know, I'm a words matter guy. Oh, God. So when I saw the headline, I was like, wow. So we've talked about the sphere in, in Las Vegas, uh, the big round ball that lights up. And, so cool. Uh, the pictures that have come out of it when U2 has been performing have just been exceptional. Yeah. So when I see a headline, Las Vegas Strip Sphere signs huge band to yes. follow U2 residency. Oh, who's it going to be? I am intrigued. Because if you're going to use the word huge on the heels of U2, kiss, kiss, my mind starts going. Kiss, kiss, I mean, kiss, kiss, even, kiss. I mean, kiss. Even would be sure. a huge band. Yeah, that would be that, cool. That, that'd be a big yeah. deal. All about the theatrics. It would be yeah. really cool to see oh. over-the-top show with them. Rolling Stones. Sure. Oh. I mean, right away you start thinking of Metallica. Oh, Rolling my gosh. Stones. Yeah. Yeah. And I like, I like the Rolling Stones because they're old, and a residency is perfectly built. Stay in one place yeah. where people will come see you. So I, I, I start to read the article for this huge band. And back in April, when U2 was selling out its first shows at the Sphere when they went on sale, rumors started circulating about who would be next, and the big name mentioned was Harry Styles. All right, huge. You can't, yeah. can't deny that. Okay. Um, in fact, it was reported that he was offered $50 million to do a residency Dang. at the new venue. But Harry Styles is not the next performer coming to the Sphere. Now, I will say first, before I get all the angry hate mail, yes, I know this band has a giant cult following. That is why they're not a huge band. This is why words matter. Oh, it's disappointing. No, no. Oh, Lord. The huge band. Cult following. Huge band. Following up you two, a huge band. Yeah. <laughs> that will take over at the Sphere. Beginning in April hmm. next year. Who's it gonna be? Oh, my gosh, I can't think of who it is. Huge. They're huge. Fish. Wow. Oh. Pahish. What? Is this? It's not Hootie and the Blowfish. No. No. P H I S H. It's like a jam band, like Grateful Dead, Dave Matthews, very hippie, dippy. It's just crap music. And their fans uh, are passionate as hell. Very much. They are not a huge band. 
Isn't this a Christian rock band? No. No. Okay. You are way off the island. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> They're so huge. Ooh. So, yeah. Bingo. So, okay. Your problem. Ex- right. Exactly. Is the word huge. So they'll probably sell out and all that because they're, they're, it's cult following, right? But mm. you use the word huge. Ridiculous. It, it, it's ridiculous. A lot of tie-dye is going to be on that yes. ball. Yes. Yes. <sighs> And, and I will actually be intrigued to see the sales uh, for however long they're going to be there because, yeah, their fans will travel, but they're, how, oh. they're, they all have to travel, and how many shows are they going to sell out? I hope that this is just like a just a space filler until they get a really good band to come yeah. in. Like, they could have done something great, like get Pink Floyd to come back out. You know, like they're, they're think of bands that have like really cool visuals that could utilize all of that that sphere mm-hmm. space. Yeah, and I don't I don't ding the sphere for this. I ding the reporting of it. Because I, it, that's what it feels like to me is, all right, we're just going to throw somebody in here for a little while until hopefully they bring their next big, big, big act. In. Okay, so, and if you're saying that their following is like, it's very hippie-like, well, this is like smoke. You know when smokers have a house and it, you cannot get the smell out of it, you got to completely redo the house? <laughs> Patchouli does the same mm, thing. Mm. You got to get, you're going to do a deep clean. Otherwise, <laughs> when you go see the next show yeah. and you get a remnant of patchouli oil, this is why. I mean, I guess the oh. spear will then have cool designs on it. You'll see the fish floating around in the bowl a little bit. That might be cool. That's the only cool thing I can think of to do with it. I don't have anything to do with fish. It's not a fish. P H I S H. I know, but I'm saying, like, Just they like, have a reason to actually make it into a fish bowl. Make it tie-dye fish. Hmm. So Kyle shouted out his favorite band of Kiss. In yeah. a new interview, Gene Simmons shared insight on the future plans for Kiss beyond their farewell tour. Mm-hmm, yeah. the, the band called it quits over the weekend, right, uh, allegedly, lies. after their last show at uh, Madison Square Garden. And uh, he is being, Gene Simmons is being very honest, uh, that uh, even though the it's the end of the band, it is not the end of their brand. Band. Yeah. Brand. Yes. Oh, yeah. Simmons says that Kiss is a universe of its own. <laughs> they have movies, merchandise. The band will end, but the Kiss experience is immortal. Of course, we already know there's a Kiss Museum in the aforementioned Las Vegas. Ugh, what a waste. They have Kiss-themed oh, cruises. I want to go. <laughs> They're working on a Kiss cartoon. Oh, that no. didn't do so good. Oh, another, working on another one. Oh, on another one. Jesus. Uh, Gene Simmons also mentioned that a different type of live show is in the works, a traveling show. So you like you can be in Japan and have Japanese actors or musicians being Kiss. So it's like a, a Kiss-sanctioned cover band of Kiss. So oh, rent a Kiss. The cover bands probably will be better. That'll be entertaining. Yeah, they probably will. Not saying much. <laughs> Kiss wound up their end-of-the-road farewell tour Saturday night, and after the show, they unveiled the new version of the band, a virtual version. Ooh. A video played of their avatars performing God Gave Rock and Roll to You with Paul, the the avatar Paul Stanley, telling the crowd, your love, your power has made us immortal the new Kiss era starts now. So you get holograms of Kiss. Jesus. They were created by George Lucas. And the real Paul Stanley says the band deserves to live on because the band is bigger than we are. Wow. There you go. Well, they are known for that, man. They, they market yes. everything oh, yes. with that Kiss brand. Gene Simmons, he's like, oh, there's an option to put my name on it. I'm going to do it. Cha-ching. I'm really glad that they did choose to be musicians because they would be those football players that are still trying to play. Right? The ones when you've talked about that can never let it go and they should have retired a while ago. <laughs> they would have just kept going. Uh, by the way, we just got this email about uh, Pahish taking over at uh, the Sphere. <laughs> says Pahish and Dave Matthews have the same 30,999 fans, but they show up to every show. That sounds about right. It's true. Yeah. 
All right. Lots of emails over the weekend, like this one from Juan. Ooh, takes Juan to know Juan. Brandon's part Mexican. Rob and Kyle, it was discussed over last week's shows that you two would take the plunge into the underworld and risk your health and mental well-being and watch Best Christmas Ever on Netflix. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, yeah, no. If that. you guys come back and are sort of okay from your voyage into the oh. dark abyss, then I welcome you back into the real world with welcome arms and a pat on the back and tell you, cheer up. At least we have real Christmas in only a few weeks that we can all look forward to. But if you come back from the other side deranged and express to the world that the movie was not bad and that you actually liked it, I will start crying hysterically <laughs> and violently spreadsheet all over myself knowing that the end is nearly upon us. Spreadsheet? <laughs> that the apocalypse is right around the corner and that I will likely never feel happiness again. I await your guys' review of the mo movie with neurotic concern. Okay, Eric wrote in. He said, I am 20 minutes into Best Christmas Ever. Wow. And I am currently weighing my options between a double of whiskey or a bullet to the brain. Oh, my. If the bullet doesn't do the job, my wife will kill me for the rest of the part of the mess that parts of my brain makes. Oh. Now, Brandon, did you stick to your guns and refuse to watch uh, the Netflix movie? Absolutely. Okay, just want to just check it. Better things to do. Um, uh, Melissa and Richard wrote in. Says, we only watched the movie due to the past few shows talking about it. In general, it was at best okay. Oof. It rendered a few laughs, a dozen eye rolls, and one or two moments that were a little Hallmark movie touching, but not as well executed and definitely lacking. Super obvious. Spoiler alert, by the way. Super obvious. The son in the movie had passed away. Yep. Incredibly bad acting. We even tried to make a drinking game out of it to try harder to enjoy it, but how do we get that one hour and 21 minutes back? So you know how I thought I had got to um, only 10 minutes left in the movie, and then I said to you all, oh, my God, I went and looked back, and I was 29 minutes in, so I had a ways to go. <laughs> so I, I did, every day, watch a little bit. Good God. I, I didn't think it could get worse. But I did watch it to the end. Mm. Holy. So Oh, my. We had heard last week that, again, we've had one person who liked the movie, and he doubled down on it last week. He watched it again, and he, he really liked it. This is a, the Netflix movie with Heather Graham and uh, Jason Biggs um, and Brandy Norwood, and uh, Brandy Norwood's life is too perfect, and Heather Graham wants to prove that it's too perfect. And um, we had heard, though, last week from everyone else, dozens of people, that it, it was the only way you could enjoy it is if you watched it through the prism of it's so bad that it's, it's laughable. And they kept saying... The last ten to fifteen minutes are the are the the worstest part of the movie. Oh my god! And and <laughs> oh so bad god. that you have to see it. Uh, yeah, so, honestly. And that you uh, agree. Uh, was it entertainingly bad, or was it just so bad for you? God, so bad. Mm -hmm. So bad. Okay, uh, we we will get to Kyle and me in a moment. Well, let's do this one first. From Jenna. Hey Jenna. Says we watched this movie. My two girls and her friend. We made fun of the movie the whole way through, but we decided it sucked so much, we kind of like how much it sucked. <laughs> we thought it was so bad that it was enjoyable. Okay. Uh, Pedro wrote in, says, I actually enjoyed the movie. I don't know if I messed up in my head. I started watching the movie expecting it to be what Dawn has been describing, the worst Christmas movie ever. To me, the movie nearly came full circle as it added the children and their quest to believe or not believe in Santa. May not be the best Christmas movie ever, but it wasn't the worst. I may not watch it again, but it was one of those feel-good movies where everything works out for everyone. No, what? No, nothing felt good. Uh -uh. Okay. Nothing felt good. Um, and then this one from Ramiro. Hey, Ramiro. Hola. Friend is more Mexican. You know how they say curiosity killed the cat? 
Well, there is so much that I could bash this movie with, but I'll try to focus on the most outrageous things about it. First of all, the acting. Dear Christ. Oh, yes. It's that. Yeah, ding, 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 ding. I was wondering why the actress that plays Charlotte, that's the Heather Graham role, hasn't had many roles, and this movie reminded me why. <laughs> My left toe can act better than her. And the one who plays Jackie, that's Brandy Norwood. Is oh. that really her voice? Does she really fake out her acting like that on every single movie she does? No. Brandy Norwood is surprisingly, shockingly awful in this. She, she's much better than that. The guy from American Pie is not funny. The kids, OMG, I know murder is bad, but whoever casted them needs to die. This movie's CGI puts Sharknado to shame. I actually want to apologize to Sharknado after watching this. And the whole plot. Maybe if they could have tried a little bit, they may have pulled it off. I forced my girlfriend to watch it, and she got to the part where they destroy the toy house and finally quit. Oh, yeah, yeah. God. She just couldn't watch any more after that. Oh, no, you have to see the balloon part. You just have to. This movie needs to be burned oh. and destroyed from human act archives. <laughs> yeah, that person hmm. an email ago or so that said it's not hmm. the worst holiday movie. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Uh, uh, Kyle, did you watch the whole thing? Yeah, I watched the whole okay. thing. All right, I, I, I double-checked this morning because I knew I had to report for the show. I made it 19 minutes and 21 seconds. <laughs> I, I, I can get past that. I do have a question, though. <laughs> you have to see the balloon thing. At oh, least damn. Is that the end end? Yeah. Okay, right. No, um, it is so absurd. I have, I have a question. And I will, I will go back because part of it was <laughs> oh huge football weekend, and, and I did do the thing that you implored me to do. I recognized my life is too short, and I don't have time for this yes. because there's other things that I could be watching and enjoying about yeah, it. Yes. But I, I have a question that I need answered because oh. I don't know these Hallmark-type movies. I know, I know it's a Netflix movie, but these really cheesy. Yeah. Okay, the, the cringiest part of the 19 minutes and 21 seconds I got through was this whole story of Heather Graham's character's husband, Jason Biggs, used to date... Brandy Norwood, mm -hmm. and she is incessantly over the top flirting with him in these 19 minutes and 21 seconds. Yeah, and it was disgusting to me. Like I, I couldn't get past it. There was nothing. Is that typical? No, no. Or is that a horrible? Is that no, what makes and, part and, of this and, so horrible? Listen, and it doesn't go anywhere. It's not like it ends up going somewhere that Ugh. you find out. Sorry, spoiler alerts. That she still has a thing for him. It, nothing at all. She no, does she, still have a thing for him. No, yeah, no. no. They don't explain it. It doesn't go anywhere. But she's it acting like she does. Yeah. Right? It ends up being she's madly in love with her husband, and Jason Biggs is madly in love with his wife. It literally mm. goes okay. nowhere. And no, no. Listen, Hallmark movies are Oscar worthy compared to this garbage. Yeah, I and I for just sure. so I just had to get that out to see if I was like judging it too harshly because I don't understand how these movies are supposed to be. Other than that. It's it's comedically awful. I, I did so. If you've seen the movie, it's right after they get snowed in and Brandy Norwood invites them to stay. Yeah. And she's handing out these notes. I don't know if they're from Santa or what. And, yeah. and Bob the monkey is reading his. And I'm like, I can't do it anymore. That was 19 minutes, 21 seconds. Awful, terrible, <laughs> terrible writing, terrible acting, terrible plot. There is no plot that I can tell. It's, no. it's just God awful. The whole th It is the worst Christmas movie ever. I, I I I applaud you, Kyle, for what you watched the whole thing. I watched the whole thing, and while I was, I, I, it was actually on Friday. It was the first thing I just wanted to knock out of the way for the weekend because we had our Ratter Day as well. And, oh yes, you know we, we've got a lot going on at the radio station and listening to Christmas best of. So I was like, Friday, we're just gonna knock it out real quick. And I sit there and I put it on, oh, buddy. and me and my girlfriend are watching it, and 
yeah, probably about 20, 30 minutes through. I'm thinking, when is it going to be over? Mm-hmm. <laughs> when is it going to be over? I'm like, no, it's a work assignment. Sit through. And absolutely trooper. hated the yeah. children. I couldn't Whoa. stand the kid with his stupid damn monkey. Yeah. The girl who went to Harvard, and she's like 12, just full of attitude. Like, I'm sorry. You're not going to get anywhere in life with that attitude. She was terrible. I know. Usually the kids could at least draw you in, uh-uh. but no. These no. kids were terrible. Yeah, no. It's the uh. writing and the acting. Uh. Terrible. Yeah, garbage. And then... um. <laughs> just, I felt like the movie was inside someone's head who overthinks way too much and the problems that ensue after the fact of overthinking. But it wasn't put together well. Like, it could have had an angle there, but it didn't. Like, there were scenes where, what, what's her name, that Heather girl gets left outside in the cold, yeah. and they don't explain how she gets back into the exactly. house. They just go straight to this she would, stupid play right? scene. She'd freeze to death. Yeah. I mean, it's so terrible. I think she ended up, didn't she end up just finding a door that was open? She jumped. They didn't show it. She jumped. Remember, she jumped yeah. and hit the ground, didn't break anything. They then... show her going up to the front door, but I'm like, is the front door locked? <laughs> Did somebody let her in? Did she knock? Oh, no, we're just going to see some <laughs> angel flying from a rope swing on a Christmas play on a completely uh, another scene that doesn't make sense. No, it's so bad. I, I want to skip to the balloon part. Oh, yeah. So, so I, now let me ask you. So now that I've seen some of it, 19 minutes and 21 seconds. Can I fast forward to the balloon scene? Yes. And, and, and You're not going to miss anything. Oh, he needs to watch the dollhouse scene, I feel like. Oh, yeah, you did yeah, say how you know stupid what? that is. Especially because how they're going to rebuild it in that whole scene. But like, just go because... And Kyle, if I leave anything out, please fill in. Like, So her her son, his the son that passed, his dream was to what? Have a solar balloon. Oh, yeah, that made no sense either. Uh, a solar balloon. A solar-powered balloon because eco-friendly. That's what he wants. Yeah, mm. and, and then for them to go around the world in it as a family. So Brandy's been mm. working on it. And her and Heather Graham's character, I don't even remember how, they somehow, she finds out about it. And so they end up going up in the balloon. What? Yeah, her and the two, the two, oh. the two wives. Is this like a hot air balloon? It's yes, hot air so, balloon. Solar Sorry, yes. powered, but yeah. it goes up with fire. <laughs> yes, it yes. makes no sense. Yes. And then as what? it's going up, it gets caught on to this huge Santa sleigh. Okay, where what? On like as a decoration? It's a decoration, <laughs> and you know their home's ginormous, so it's like this huge. It looks like it's like life size of Santa's sleigh. And now I don't know if you know this, but you know the backdrop is those kids don't believe they need to know Santa's real. So as they're in the balloon, Heather Graham's character decides she's going to climb down to the sled that's hanging on to this balloon somehow. And then it ends up flying over the town where they're all at, the little town gathering, and the kids think it's Santa. Yeah, and she throws that stupid stuffed monkey down to her son, and then he regains his faith in Santa Claus. And she's just like, oh, wait a minute, I'm just going to How does the movie end? <clears throat> because this guy who wrote in said it, everything yeah. works out for everyone. Like there's this happily ever after ending. Oh to it. well, because yeah. uh, Jason Biggs' character gets his house and they revamp it, right? Yeah, they follow through the with all their Christmas wishes, basically, and then um, Heather restores her old friendship with Brandy, and they get along at the end, and that's when the balloon scene oh, happens. And, and isn't it now every year the families together write oh, their Christmas yes, letter? Yes. Oh my god. <laughs> It, it, what a horrible, horrible film! No, it, I, 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 I've never seen so much bad acting. 
I'd rather watch uh, Google It Kids, but back in my day, like we'd watch, you know, Days of Our Lives, Young and the Restless, General Hospital. I'd rather watch soaps. Soap oh. actors uh, deserve Oscars compared to this. Oh, oh, God. Back in person? <laughs> not, that's not even fair. That's not even, that's not nice at, that, at all. Um, I do love, uh, oh. I do love when you really get into somebody's head. So we got this guy, right, who really likes the, the movie. He's written in twice, and we yeah. praised him last week. It's like, good, good for you. Yes. Okay. That's different than Tommy, who's written in for the third time now. Because Tommy wrote in last week, and I, I, I mentioned that it, the world needs stupid people. Oh. And Tommy's clearly an idiot. Oh, because sorry, Tommy. He doesn't, he doesn't like or get the movie Fat Man. Oh, so good. With Mel Gibson as Santa Claus. That 19 minutes and 21 cool. seconds was so bad, I, I intentionally, after the NFL game last night, watched Fat Man. Because I needed to, I was not going to go back to that stupid movie. I needed to <laughs> cleanse my palate yes. from the best Christmas ever and watch a genuinely fantastic holiday you, film. You needed to get some of your life back that yes. was stolen from you. <laughs> yes. Um, and so Tommy has written in yet again and says, after being dragged last week over and over and over again, called you an idiot twice. I mean, didn't really spend oh. the for not liking Fat Man, I tried again this weekend. And I can say without a doubt, this movie is absolutely horrible. And there is nothing intelligent or witty about it. Oh, it's so good. So fine. Call me a moron. Oh, I, I will. I, I Idiot won't. or stupid all you want. I just wish you could see what we're seeing. This movie is just awful. Further, your appreciation for this film has me questioning the last 16 years of my life listening to you people. Good. You people. Bro, bro, you should. I honestly don't know how you understand this show. If you don't get all of the deep under... I, I found even more things watching it last night. It's so I've seen the movie good. like 20 times. Yeah. Oh, it's such a great oh, psychological piece. Oh, I'm so piece. bummed for you, Tommy. I know, I know. It's no, because uh, it's really good. Oh, God. But it's, it's okay you don't like it. You know what? Maybe you'll like the, this... What's it called? Yes. The worst Christmas. You would. The be best Christmas ever. You Maybe will you'll love like it. it. You'll, oh, you'll love it. It'll be the best movie ever to you. <laughs> because only an idiot could like this movie. No. Best Christmas ever. And you are clearly an idiot. Oh. And that's okay, dude. I don't know why you get so upset. Just ignore. I'm like, I'm short. I mean, I'm not really. I'm five ten and a half, but technically, I feel like I'm short. Kyle's six four and all that. Who cares? What? You're a, just a dummy. I was gonna say what a fail for Netflix, but maybe not because everyone's as the word gets out, people are probably like, how bad is it? Well, <laughs> yeah, but to watch yeah, they're only they're only making it ten to twenty minutes. <laughs> I mean, unless there's there's a sign for work, and Kyle took this a little too seriously. Watch it all the way through. I'm glad you did. I really but, wanted to turn oh, off, but then I was gonna be like, "No, I can't half-ass mm, my assignment." <laughs> no, honestly, Kyle, I, I I bow down to you because I got through the twenty-nine, and then I literally finished it in increments. I could not stand yeah. more than oh. two to five minutes at a time. I'm surprised I was, you oh. got through the ending, Don, because I, that ending, like you you said, you're like I only got so many minutes left, and I knew it when it came up. I'm like, oh, oh god, it's going longer than I thought, and it didn't. What? It just felt long. So I did fast forward through after the um, balloon, and they started singing on stage. I'm like, okay, who, what? who cares? So I I did fast forward <laughs> through that, and that's how I saw the ending part where they're like, oh, they're all together, and they all get what they want, and they write their Christmas. Letters. But the balloon is the scene that everybody's talking about that is so bad oh, it, it can't it, be. Yes. Oh. It, it, it pops like off scenes. the horribleness. Um, Sid wrote in and says, uh, obviously watching us on Rad TV at members.radradio.com. How come Brandon has a look of having an ice cream headache from y'all talking about this movie? <laughs> because it hurts. This movie sounds so bad. I just trying to listen to the reviews of it and what the plot is. Like this is a this is oh, offense, a plot? this is offensive to entertainment to the film industry. There, there was like and there was this thing like in the first. Five-ish minutes. I I wanted to believe that you were all nuts. 
because there's, there's something about the way it began where I was like, well, this, this no, doesn't it, seem like it's going to be that bad. It looks like it might be And promising. it gets so bad so quickly. I, I mean, really, really bad. And, and there's so many things that are going on with it, and they didn't stick to one thing. There's the whole friendship thing with, you know, Heather Graham's character, you know, being bummed about her life and not thinking her friend's life is perfect. And then there's this kid, you know, Brandy's kid who passed away. And then there's the husband who wants to revamp, you know, houses. I mean, there's so many. And then there's the kids who don't believe in Santa. There's so many different things. And then they would, remember, Kyle, the scene where, um, oh, gosh, Heather Graham lost her job, right? Oh, at the end, yeah, because the vacuum went up in fire. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And and so she decides what? (laughs) She's going to go... She's going, oh, she's going to go and she's going to surprise her husband with the house that he wanted to get to redo, but then realized, oh my God, we're not going to have the money because I lost my job. So she's going to go and sign that away, like, like take, you know, say no to it. But she meets him on the way out and he's like, hey, what's going on? Sorry, you lost your job. And where are you going? Oh, I'll be back. And where she's going is like hours away. I mean, like, there's... It just jumps well, all around, and and it it leaves things to where like, no no no. If you're actually in a relationship, there's more conversation here that would happen. Well, and in the 19 minutes and 21 seconds that I got, they have a horrible marriage. They treat each yeah. other like absolute oh, crap. Yeah. So she like almost on her way to not get the house, she almost like gets in an accident, ends up on the side of the road, and out of nowhere, one of the angels that's in the play. This isn't an. This isn't someone who's acting like an angel. This is an actual person, who's an angel in this play. They're all gonna do is in her angel gear, out. In, why was she there, Kyle? They, she they was never, walking to the she, play. She was walking to rehearsal, <laughs> just right like, where Heather Graham decided to have her car accident. And it's like right there on the side of the road, nowhere near town. It's just so strange. And she's like, and and, and they make it look like she's stuck. And the angel's like. I'll wait for you to get out, and you really need to go back to town. Next thing you know, Heather Graham's driving on the road again, so she got herself out of it somehow. That all sounds right on par for the uh, 19 minutes and 21 seconds I oh caught of the, the best Christmas ever on Netflix, which is is, is appalling. So the, the the two other scenes to see are the when the, the, the toy house is destroyed oh, and the balloon scene. Yes. Oh, man, that dollhouse scene is so cringe, too. It just makes you so uncomfortable. Yes, yes. Yeah, that, it, that I was uncomfortable already. I can only imagine how much more uncomfortable this like, movie times was. Times 10. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, Rob, anybody, anybody, and Dawn. The Rob, anybody, and Dawn Show.